why can't we cure a hangover? <laughs> you can. <laughs> can you? Yeah, I mean, uh, like, I no, best. Not abstinence. They'll give me this argument. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would help. But also, like, just dropping a bunch of IV fluid. Oh, you know, if you, you do get really drunk, um, taking taking a bunch of IV fluids will pretty much cure your hangover. Yeah. Right and they actually have that service in Las Vegas. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Newly Dad Podcast. This is episode three. I'm here with Dr. Paul Thomas of Plum Health. We're here to talk about some uh, vaccines. I'm a, I have a kid and he's uh, he's riddled with disease. So I'm excited to get him all shot up in the face or wherever they put it. Um, so, hey, Paul, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on, Diego. It's great to be here. Uh, wait, we're at our office, so I'm here all the time. Yeah, yeah it's great to be where you are. Yeah, it's That's, good to be uh, together. Yeah, well, I mean, I, mean, I was uh, happy to get uh, a real doctor. You know, it's kind of a big deal. I was just going to ask my mom what she thought and that would be not a good time so i'm glad you you can come on this is this is cool this is interesting yeah it's great to be here and uh you know it's vaccines are a tricky subject and you know moms have their opinions but it's always good to talk to your primary care doctor or pediatrician or family doctor to get the info yeah so let's just start by um talk a little bit about you and uh, your practice and what you do here yeah, so thanks for asking. You know, this is Plum Health. We're a bit different than the typical uh, family medicine office where we don't bill or use insurance at all, but uh, we use a membership model for healthcare. So children pay $10 a month with an enrolled adult, and adults pay $49 a month starting at, um, starts at $49 a month. If you're over 40, it's $69 a month. And when you're a member, you can come into the office and see us anytime you need to. Uh, we guarantee a same day or next day appointment. And then you have our cell phone number so you can call us or text us anytime you need us. And we really help give you the best care possible and help guide you to the best resources. Awesome. Very cool. And uh, you're located in Detroit. Yeah, we're here in Corktown, uh, Michigan and Trumbull. If you've ever been to the old Tiger Stadium as a kid or growing up, you know exactly where we're at. We're at uh, the old Tiger Stadium site. This building is called The Corner. And an homage to the corner ballpark that was Tiger Stadium. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome to be here. I like the uh, the cobblestone street. That's my favorite part. It always makes me think my car is going to break. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. Nice little car tests there. <laughs> yeah, um, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the you know the old rail line. So if you're biking, you know you got to wash your bike tires getting caught in the rail line. Oh, and, really? Yeah, that's happened. We've had a, well, some of our patients biking that's... around the community and get caught in the queue line. But there's some like vintage, like old school rail lines that are still in the middle of the street here. So you got to watch that. People get caught. It's like rail lines sponsored by Plum Health. You got a racket <laughs> going on. You got a kickback from the city on the rail yeah, line. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's awesome. I uh, I uh, I was talking to my wife because uh, our kid is now six weeks old. Six weeks on Sunday or whatever. It is. I don't know. You know whatever. We got to pre- we celebrate every other week. It's crazy. Yeah. And take a picture and. Um, yeah, with like the chalk on the ground, you like lay them on the the ground outside, even though it's uh, freezing what? cold. You like you like circle him, and then you do it every <laughs> week or something. No, like people like roll out a, a, a like brown paper and they write in marker. Like I haven't seen little this. Jimmy is twelve weeks, yeah, and he likes 
mushrooms and <laughs> I thought you meant like they do like a outline like homicide <laughs> and like every month they do a bigger one, which would be kind of cool. That would be great. That but... would be actually not a terrible idea. Uh, he likes mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Dinosaurs. He gr- likes grabbing things. Yeah, and they were uh, they measure the kid in like when he's born. I don't know up to what age. Maybe you know uh, they measure him in length. Yeah, exactly. It's not, not, not tall because you can't stand, I guess. It's, yeah, they use length as the old measurement. Yeah, which is, I think that's hilarious. I'm going to start doing that. I was thinking, I'm trying to, I'm like, I'm 69 inches long. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. There's no, I'm not trying to be dirty. That's just what five foot nine is. Definitely it's, has a different connotation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I guess you have to stop doing that by the time they're a teenager. Otherwise, yeah, you go to jail. <laughs> that's so... Uh, so yeah, uh, so vaccines today, uh, my kid got something and then the last time we took him in for a checkup, he was like, when he comes back, he's got to get hep, another one, and then like four more. And obviously with the time when we're in Corona and whatnot, um, a lot of talk about vaccines and just, just the generation we're in with anti-vaxxers and other things of that nature and, uh, flat earthers and whatever, uh, there's a lot to talk about, I guess, in terms of vaccines. So I guess to kick us off, like what is a vaccine? I think I know, but I'm probably wrong. Yeah, a vac- that's a great question. Basically, you take proteins from a lot of times for these um, killed vaccines, you take uh, proteins from the virus yeah, and then you inject those proteins into the child or to the adult and the immune stimulates a response the immune system stimulates a response. So you develop antibodies or little assassins in your bloodstream that kill anything that might look like that protein coming into your body again. Right. And so you're basically priming the child's immune system um, to defend itself against something it, it may never see or, or should never see if everybody got vaccinated. And so you're giving like the immune system a little kickstart. You're introducing them to a thief or a robber. And so the next time your immune system sees it, they can know that that's a bad actor and get them out of your body quickly. Right. And then there's something different with this COVID vaccine, right? It's uh, mRNA. Is that what it is? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, this is like the next level uh, type of vaccine, but they're using a different sort of RNA so that the body can respond to it in a different way. Right. So this is, you know, Typically outside the scope of like the pediatric vaccines, but they're sure. they're using a different technology, which is really exciting to see how this plays out. Yeah, and you got to get it twice. Yeah, because and that's that's the way it goes with a lot of your vaccinations as a child. Oh, really? Yeah. This, oh, all right. We're gonna is, get to that. See, I don't know anything. My kid's so he's in trouble. Yeah. Like like I said, you're trying to prime the pump. Right. Uh, you know, priming the immune oh. system. So sometimes you need to give multiple doses. So that your body can have long-term immunity. I, I thought that was Pfizer trying to like double up their bottom line. <laughs> it may they're be like, that, but like, it's more it's more in line with uh, giving your body that. that they're like, you know what's cooler than a billion dollars? Two billion dollars. <laughs> Let's tell them they need it twice. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so then so you have like a schedule right here in front of me, like. Uh, yeah, this is the old. So what uh, is this? This is the old pediatric vaccine schedule, mm. and this is from the CDC. I'm sure if you have a blog, you can link. I'll, I'll put this up on my blog for you guys. But um, it goes through all the different vaccinations that you need and the schedule at w- what time you need them. 
And then if you fall behind, it even has like a catch-up vaccine. Oh, okay. So then you were saying he got something at, I, he, they definitely gave him something at birth. And what? Yeah, you usually get the hepatitis B vaccine at okay. birth. And uh, what, <laughs> what is hepatitis? Hepatitis is a, a virus. Oh, hepatitis literally inflammation of the liver. Liver, okay. Yeah, so uh, anytime you have an itis at the end of a word, it usually means inflammation. Okay. So if you have pancreatitis, that's inflammation in your pancreas. But okay. hepatitis is inflammation of the liver. And there's you know typically five specific viruses that we know of that, that uh, cause hepatitis. Um, there's hep A, hep B, hep C, hep D, hep E. Oh, and those are the, you never hear about the other ones. Yeah, the other ones are more rare. rare. So A, B, C, D, and E um, are kind of like A is the most frequent and B and C are less frequent. D and E are even less frequent. But we don't vaccinate for all of those, right? Um, no, we vaccinate for hepatitis A and hepatitis B. Unfortunately, we don't have a, a vaccine for hepatitis C. Um, okay. Uh, but that's hepatitis C is common among uh, like the Vietnam era generation. Uh, those guys who were using intravenous drugs oh. uh, during that time, a lot of those guys got infected with cool guys. Hep C. <laughs> You're cool. Uh, my my dad said he got a type of hepatitis when he was doing like his uh, in, like something in the jungle in the rainforest in Peru yeah. when he was like. Trained to be a doctor, he did something and he got something. Most likely hepatitis A. Okay. Um, unfortunately, hepatitis A and hepatitis E are fecal oral. Ah. And so basically, um, if you have somebody who's preparing your food and they don't wash their hands ah. well, you can get hepatitis A from them. And so that's why if you ever go to a developing nation or right. you know, Latin America, uh, it's always recommended that you get the hepatitis A vaccine prior to your trip. So that you, you know, if you eat street food, you don't get hepatitis A uh, in your system. Gotcha. Or if you get it, you already have the defense mechanism in place. Okay. So then um, I I don't even know how to get into this, but like what there's so much in our culture right now. And maybe there is. I guess I don't. Actually, I do know people like this, but there's people who are anti-vaxxers. There's no other way to put it. Sure. that's, That's the term. And it's. Um, what are your thoughts on that? What is this? Well, yeah, I mean, there's, I have a ton of thoughts. First of all, I can understand why you wouldn't want to take a vaccine. You're, it right. may feel unnecessary because, um, and, and also overwhelming, right? What, what do you mean you want to shoot my child with four shots in the leg at the same time? Like, can, can't there be another way? Yeah. And, and so it can feel like, you know, intrusive, invasive, and um, in the medical field, we really work to empower people to make their own decisions. Right. But this is kind of one of those areas where that can have negative consequences for the population. And so um, the, it's, it's a really tough thing because people ought to have autonomy and choice and they can choose not to vaccinate. But when that happens, you run the risk of having an outbreak of a disease. Like people are really saying that they don't want measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. But then in 2015, we saw that huge outbreak in California around Disneyland of a bunch of unvaccinated California kids hanging out at Disneyland. And because the vaccination rate fell enough, that measles outbreak was able to take place and uh, harm many children. So 
that's that's where this gets really tricky because right. there's no like there's no perfect answer. Um, you know, back in the 1950s when like a polio vaccine was introduced, yeah, everybody wanted the polio vaccine because people lived with it. You had an uncle or you had a brother right. who had polio who was on a ventilator who couldn't breathe on their own, couldn't walk, and who died early because of polio. Now we don't know. I don't know anybody who has polio. Right. And it really only happens in like Pakistan and other areas where we haven't eradicated polio. And that's kind of what uh, Bill Gates is working on. Right. Oh yeah, that's right. I saw that. And so um, now because we don't know what it was like pre-vaccine, we're like, Oh, this is optional. I've never even heard of polio. I don't even know what it is. Why do I need to subject my child to this vaccine? Right. And there is a small risk that you could have an adverse uh, vaccine reaction, which is extremely rare, but it can happen. Yeah. Um, so uh, if enough people make that decision, oh, I'm not going to subject my child to this, that's where you can be, see a resurgence of these viruses and bacteria that cause these um, vaccine-preventable illnesses. Right, and that's kind of the argument, albeit like a selfish one, that it's like, oh, if everyone else is getting one, then I kind of don't, or my kid doesn't if they make all the other kids do. Like, sure, and that's fine if 99% of everybody right. gets that, but then once you dip below 80%, uh, that's when you can start to have outbreaks. And that actually happened in like Japan and Sweden. Really? I actually brought this uh, up. In 1974, 80% of Japanese kids were getting pertussis vaccine. Okay. Pertussis causes whooping cough. Okay. And so um, that year, there were only 393 cases in the country. And then in 1979, the vaccine rate dropped to 10%. Mm-hmm. And then 13,000 people got whooping cough, and then 41 people died. Whoa. Sure. Okay. Of something. Yeah. Of something that's completely preventable. Right. And so then it's like it becomes a really slippery slope of, uh, I don't want to get this, but you know, in truth, we all need to get the vaccines for ourselves and for our kids to protect everyone in our community. And the real shit of it is, like, if you have a child who has cancer, yeah, or if you have a child yeah. with an autoimmune disease or an immune right. deficiency, they can't get these vaccines. And then you're, if you don't vaccinate your child, you're potentially condemning them to death by not protecting them, right? You know, by proxy, right. So is that uh, kind of how you feel about uh, the COVID vaccine and what's happening now? Definitely. I mean, if we all get vaccinated, we can protect not just ourselves because, right. you know, statistically we're not going to die from coronavirus, but it's the, you know, our grandparents that might be in a nursing home or elderly neighbors with COPD or asthma or lung cancer or something that are, are going to die from COVID if we don't get vaccinated and protect them. Right. Right. So, I mean, I, I mean, I want it ASAP, give it to me, shoot it and whatever, die <laughs> back both ears at once or whatever. Yeah. Usually no. in the deltoid muscle, which is in your uh, upper arm over here. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that. I got a couple of those. Well, I don't know. So, uh, I don't know what, what else you got? Anything else that you prepared about vaccines that we should know? Or? Well, you know, the, the crazy thing is that like vac- we can now prevent cancer with vaccines that I've never heard of. I think so you're lying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. So the HPV vaccine, which stands for human papilloma virus, we've now identified nine strains that we can vaccinate for. Okay. And these are the high risk, um, HPV 
human papillomavirus just translates to human wart virus. Papilloma just means wart. And so I think they should rename the vi- vaccine to human wart vaccine yeah. because then people would be like, oh, I get it. Um, but that being said, if you get this vaccine, you can prevent genital warts for yourself if you're a guy. Um, if you're a young lady, you can prevent genital warts and cervical cancer. And for both genders, you can prevent uh, anal cancer, sometimes penile and throat cancer. Okay. You know, because if you have human papillomavirus and you're sexually active, you could potentially give somebody cervical cancer, get right. cervical cancer, uh, because that HPV turns into cervical cancer over time. And so, you know, if, if we frame these conversations in a smart way, we can uh, educate people about the benefits of these vaccines. Right. And I feel like there's not really a lot of evidence to the contrary. I feel like it's a lot of worry. I don't, I mean, I guess, I don't know. What's the worst case scenario of Um, getting a vaccine? And usually, you know, if you have, so any medication you can take, you could potentially have a anaphylactic reaction where your throat swells up, uh, you can't breathe. But, you know, if you get, um, you know, Benadryl right away, or some, you get uh, an EpiPen, some epinephrine right into your thigh right away. Or if you're near a hospital, they might have to intubate you. This can happen with uh, antibiotics that you take, or it can happen with gotcha. pain medications. People have anaphylactic reaction. So potentially you could have an anaphylactic reaction to a medication. Worst case scenario is that that happens. You recover from it, and then you don't get that vaccination ever again in the future. That's right. really the only contraindication the vaccination is, you know, if you have an anaphylactic reaction, if you currently have a fever, if you're currently sick from something, or if you have like an autoimmune condition or uh, immune deficiency where you, you can't get certain vi- vaccines. Gotcha. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, the only other question I had for you is why can't we cure a hangover? <laughs> You can. <laughs> can you? Yeah, I mean, uh, like, I guess. Not abstinence. They give me this argument. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would help. But also, like, just dropping a bunch of IV fluid. Oh, you know, If you, you do get really drunk, um, taking taking a bunch of IV fluids will pretty much cure your hangover. Yeah. Right and they actually have that service in Las Vegas, right? They have oh, those hangover have. vans, and you can hire them. It's like $200, and they can give you... Like they basically hang up IV fluid. Now IV fluid costs like $1 per bag. Yeah. So you're paying $200 for that. Plus they might say, oh, we'll give you some vitamin B or vitamin D or whatever. Yeah. Hocus vitamin focus. Yeah, yeah. Cocktail they want to put in there. But it does help because it's essentially giving you more fluids faster and uh, kind of recycling all that stuff out of your system. You know, that's interesting. Now that you say that, I do remember one time at Michigan State, I think freshman year, there was the Michigan State U of M game. And I got crazy drunk and I like didn't even make it into the game. Like I passed out in front of the stadium and a cop picked me up and he was like, are you all right? And I'm like, I'm just tired. He's like, oh, you're too drunk to stand. And then he took me in the back room and like in the stadium. So he took me, so I got to cut the line and he went in like this office in the stadium. They were like going to process me and probably take me to the drunk tank. And then I remember I was so drunk and I was like, if he comes back in here, I'm just going to pretend like I'm not awake. So he was like, all right, time to go, buddy. And I was just like, and I just didn't respond. He was like, all right, we got to call an ambulance. So they called an ambulance. And I mean, I was like, 
I say I did it, but I like barely remember. And I would like was very, very drunk at this point. And I like almost didn't really remember the ambulance ride. I just remember kind of waking up halfway through to throw up. And then I, they took me to the hospital and then they were like, do you want us to call anybody? I was like, call my mom. And I like dialed the number for oh, them. No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm sure she was thrilled. Yeah. So then her and my mom and dad drove up. From Detroit uh, to East Lansing and met me at the hospital and I like don't remember doing that and I like just wake up and then they're sitting there and I'm like what is going on and then I look up and U of M kicks a field goal to beat, beat Michigan State and I was like this is the worst day ever <laughs> and but they put me on IV you know they gave me yeah. a saline or whatever and uh, I I felt great and I went out and I drank that night so that's uh it, they did it. they fixed me i am now that now you pointed it out it worked so i was yeah, uh, the the magic of modern medicine yeah so you could get right back on the horse you don't even have to skip a beat so that was a crazy time for me to share a little crazy story at least for this pod um yeah i think that might be everything unless you've got something else uh, you know, one thing that parents should do yeah. is uh make sure that the vaccines when given get entered into the there's something in Michigan called the Michigan uh, Care Improvement Registry. It used to be called the Michigan Child Immunization Record. Okay. But now they changed it to the Michigan Care Improvement Registry. It's an online portal where your doctor or their nurse or medical assistant yeah. should put that information online. Yeah. And you can ask them to print out your MICR or Michigan Care Improvement Registry. Uh-huh. Uh, and you can keep that vaccine record for, for your records or for your child. Uh, so that they know exactly what they've gotten going forward. I'll, I see too many people who are like from out of state where they don't have Micker oh. or from a family that doesn't vaccinate or didn't keep good records. And then it's like hard to know right. what they have had and what they haven't had. Right. So, you know, making sure that you either keep it on paper, you can get a paper vaccine record and then uh, or have it make sure it's entered online so that you know exactly what you've been vaccinated for going forward. So you're saying that's not something that they do automatically. That's something that it's something that they're legally supposed to do, but but sometimes the ball is dropped. Let's say you cut yourself and you need, uh, this is a common one, you know, tetanus lives in soil. And so if you cut yourself and it gets dirty, you're supposed to get a Tdap or tetanus, diphtheria, acellular pertussis shot. Yeah. uh, When the doctor sews up the cut or whatever. Sometimes if it's an urgent care or an emergency department, they might forget that they gave you the Tdap yeah. and it might, or they're not going to forget that they gave it to you, but they may not document it into the online record because yeah. it's an extra step. It's frankly a pain in the butt for doctors. Right. Um, it's not automatic. It's paperwork. It's like uh, at the end of the movie when the cop loads up the car because he's like, <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I got to file a report on that now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, exactly. It's, it's a, an extra step that doctors have to do or have to have their staff do, and sometimes it gets missed. So make sure that you keep track of the vaccines you've received for yourself or for your children. So that keep you know. track. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to ask him about that. And um, uh, I don't know, any other uh, things that uh, I guess you would advise for me as a new parent? This is the Newly Dad podcast, so I try to orient to parenting style type things. I don't know. Yeah, um, you know, the great thing about vaccines now is that they've combined a lot of the vaccines, so you need fewer and fewer shots as the years go on, where, you know, previously, you know, you had one-to-one, where you had one vaccination per shot. 
And now a lot of these things are combined where you may only need three pokes, but you're getting, you know, five or six vaccines. Yeah. Like the perfect example is the T TDAP or DTAP for, for pediatric patients, diphtheria, tetanus, acellular pertussis. You're getting protection from three potentially deadly illnesses in one poke. So that's that's a great one. And it saves a lot of discomfort for the babies. And the babies, they're not even gonna remember. You don't remember getting vaccinated as a kid. Right. It's not, you know, the kid cries once you feed them again or change their diaper or whatever, they're going to be fine. Um, and that's just part of the process. It may seem like the kid's enduring a lot of pain, but they're not going to remember this, especially if they're under the age of four years. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, when they get to be older, you can have a conversation with them like, hey, you're going to have a vaccine today and it's going to feel like a poke or a pinch but it's going to protect you from this virus going forward and can help them educate. You can help to educate your kids on the importance of the vaccination. Right. Um, any questions for me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's it, what's it like for you as a parent, you know, holding your child while they get vaccinated or I wasn't there for the first one. I think I was sleeping at the child. I think when they did that yeah. at the hospital, they usually just the hepatitis B at the hospital. They just usually do it. Yeah. They don't even bedside and it's not such a big deal. Yeah. Kids and, already crying. And then I, I took the kid in for his, uh, one month. Mm -hmm. appointment checkup or whatever and they were like hey do you want to do this one now or next time and i was like uh we'll do it next time because it's when chelsea's gonna bring them in and i don't want to deal with it awesome. uh <laughs> so i don't know i might i might never know um i don't know yeah, i'm sure you'll see them at the two months is when they get a bunch of them yeah so. that's the one they were like all right we'll just stack it onto that one and i'm like all right i'm gonna yeah. two four and six months you get a lot of vaccines yeah. and those are really the three big ones and then after that you get a handful at 12 months and, you know, four to six years. And then that's basically yeah. it. You have like five visits where you get a lot of vaccines. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't wait. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a real shot in the arm. Yeah. It's going to be the worst day of my life. I mean, I don't know. He screams <laughs> all the time anyways. So what's one more? Yeah. Just, they should wait till he's just upset anyways. You should. Yeah, exactly. Take away his favorite blanket or toy. Yeah. Was he going to cry more? They do cry more. I can't believe the levels of crying he has. It's intense. I just put on like sound canceling headphones and <laughs> blast like Mozart. It's like and my wife gets mad and I'm like, I know he's crying. I'm still trying to soothe him. It just hurts my ears. I just don't want it to be painful yeah. for me. Yeah. So I don't know. It's bad. I just shouldn't do it. It's fun. It's great. I love it. I well, love having a kid. you know, that happened to me the other day. I had a child come in who really? uh, had a laceration on their face. Yeah. You know, like, two-and-a-half-year-old child or whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, he doesn't really understand what's going on. And then as I'm trying to seal this up, he's just screaming at the top of his lungs. I, I swear I still have, like, a little ringing in my ear from yeah. that episode. So, But all in a day's work at a family medicine office, primary care office. Dang. Did you have to take him aside and be like, hey, what happened? Really? <laughs> <laughs> You're safe here. You can tell me. That's the... That's that... I think they... What, they asked Chelsea that, I think, at the hospital. They were like, does your husband beat you? I mean, not in that many words, but they had, right, right. it was like on the form. Do you, you feel know? safe at home? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. No, like, yeah, as a healthcare professional, we got to ask that. And sure. then you got the signs in the bathroom. Yeah, it's just like pull the cord if you're scared. <laughs> yeah. If you're scared. 
All right. Thanks, Paul. Hey, we, uh, where can people find you? What's the best way to get at you if I want to sign up, if everything, if I just want to tweet at you or just go on your website? or Yeah, Dr. Paul Thomas. We're at uh, PlumHealthDPC.com and on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at PlumHealthDPC. And that DPC stands for direct primary care because we give primary care services directly to our patients. Yeah, it's a service that Paul invented. Yeah, I, I learned about it from some other uh, doctors, but we're definitely on the cutting edge here. Yeah, it's very cool stuff. It's very exciting. I've heard great things. Well, thanks, Diego. Thank you, Paul. Congrats on being a new dad. Thank you. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I like it. It's okay. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> no. I love it. All right. That's it for me. I'll see you guys later. See Bye-bye. you. Bye.